Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Gentlemen and Knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I'm the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the... Booyah, what's up, it's your boy Joe, baby. And to my other, other right, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, coming straight out of Krakoa, Alfonso X Man Flores. Looks like it's going to be smooth sailing from here. That was Morph in the X-Men animated series right before he got shot dead. Today, we are discussing Wakanda forever. That's right. Alfonso throwing up the uh, Kamehameha, not to be uh, confused with the symbol of Tolakan. So, yeah. So, gentlemen, initial thoughts. What do you think of Wakanda forever? I'm still trying to process it. I think I've watched it's been a week. I'm still trying to process the is it good if the movie would have been good if they didn't if T'Challa character wasn't dead, it's our off dead. And I'm perplexed with, you know, Chadwick, whether or not, you know, if it wasn't for Chadwick, would I like the movie the same as any other Marvel? Would I treat it as the same with any Marvel, like a Doctor Strange 2 whip off kind of movie, which I think it is it copies a little bit from. Alfonso X-Man Flores, give us your positive review, your positive first <laughs> thoughts of Wakanda Forever. Uh, I, I really liked it. I, I thought they did a great tribute to Chadwick. I mean, I, I, I thought it was nice that they honored him and didn't, you know, try to, you know, recast him or do something else. I, I really thought, you know, it was, it was just well done. It was, it, was, it was nice. It was a good tribute. I mean, there was a lot of emotion in this movie, and there was a lot of action. So I'm down. And everything Alfonso says is everything that I didn't see in the movie. I feel like the rest of America, because the rest of America is like, oh, my God, it was a great tribute. It was so emotional. It was so touching. And for me, I I was just like, but was it a good tribute? No. You know, it's like, okay, so T'Challa passed away. I feel like they did a great job of acknowledging that the character passed away. But at the same time, it was like the only other choice you had was just to recast him or to be like, oh, T'Challa is on a mission right now. So everything's going to happen while he's not here. I didn't really feel anything that said like they were doing a strong tribute to T'Challa or to Chadwick. Well, to your point. The tribute was taken away when they killed the queen. Oh my gosh. Dude, I, I almost just, I had popcorn in my hand. I almost just threw up the popcorn and said, forget it. I'm done. <laughs> it took away from it, I thought. I, there was, at that point, I mean, did they just do that for the end to try to snap Shiri back? You know, the same line she said to T'Challa, show them who we are from the first one. Do you think they just killed her so she can come back at the end of flip her around from where the path she was going? I think what they wanted to do was create this strong emotional turmoil for Shiri, where she had lost everything. Uh, Her kingdom was broken, her family was broken, and she had to decide which path she was going to travel. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, you know, they, they had to break her down to completely nothing to, to just so that she could shine. I mean, they took everything from her and, and she had to persevere because she's, you know, well, at the point, at that point in time, she was a ruler of Wakanda, you know. Um, she, she had to come into her own in some way, you know, and she wasn't going to be able to do it with everybody there. You know, with, with everybody dying and on her, you know, it's like she's got nothing left. How is she going to fight for this? And, 
and she worked hard and she she i think she persevered i i really liked what she did you know namor was definitely stronger than her you know namor. she had to find ways namor <laughs> it's namor. Uh, <laughs> what is it again um i don't know something <laughs> i forget i forget the phrase i had it a second ago i loved it uh child with no love well. yes child with no love um el nino that's what it was el nino sin amor so that was i thought it was nice i was i was pretty impressed too with the with not the i mean they're not atlantis anymore what, what were they called again to tolokan tolokan yeah I, it was it was it was cool because they explained the way why they're so strong. I mean, if they're not that strong, they're not going to be able to survive the pressure at the bottom of the sea. So, I mean, that that alone, you know, and, and the way everything looked with the wings on his feet, he flew like as if the wings from his feet were carrying him. You know, not like Superman who just propels himself with nothing. You know, it's just like oh, it's a thought. You know, so there was the motion when that was really nice. He looked almost like a hummingbird the way he moved in and out of things. So. Those tiny wings are carrying that big man, and it, I, I thought it was a beautiful movie. I, I was surprised that you guys didn't like it. We hadn't talked about this before, and I, I was actually really surprised. I thought this was all going to be a love letter to it. So I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about this. Well, let me ask you a question. Sure. So, um, lazy writing. Well, they're just strong because of the pressure at the very bottom. If DC did that, dude, Dukes would be all over that. Well, you just said that here. So, what do you think about the new Spider-Man series? What what Spider-Man series? The movies? The, the, yeah, the movies that just came out. What do you think about those three movies to Tom Highland? I, I like them. I like them a lot. And then you know the first one was definitely because, better than the others. Talk, but you look at Tom's development from the first movie to the very end, where you know Far From Home, right? That big right. payoff, what he went through, yeah. that guy suffered. You're trying to tell yeah. me you're trying to do the same amount of impact in a two and a half movie for Shiri? Well, I mean, they're not going to sit here and make movie after movie after movie. They don't. They don't have Black Panther anymore. They don't have Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, they had to do something. The Russian. Now, there was many different but, options, but they, but they rushed her suffering. For me, yeah. it wasn't believable. Like in the comics, she's a badass. I mean, she's been fighting in the comics, oh, yeah, so. and for. People that don't read the comics are not going to understand the movie. All of a sudden, she has these powers and she can do these flips and stuff like that. With with she's so close to her brother with the brother's death. She's so close to technology. The next thing she loves besides her family is technology. So if her her, her brother dies, who she's really close to, she can't use technology to save him. What is she good for? You didn't need the mom dying for all that. She she was already there. I think they just killed the mom so oh. she can have a reason to change the way she thinks about killing Nay more. First of all, the the whole pressure under the ocean is not lazy writing. People cannot survive down there. It's impossible. You know, submarines if they're not properly reinforced would just they'll just fold. So I don't think that's lazy writing. I think that's a really good speculation. But as far as what they did with Namor was actually really good because it's like you just have aquaman come out for the dc universe and it's the same story it's always been the same story from day one but it's like why you know they they can separate themselves from that a little bit and and i think they found a way to make it work you know so dude it was so dark down there you tell them i'm bringing the sun to everybody bro it did it looked like if DC before well, James was it James Wan, I think that directed it. No, James Wan or Oh James Wan, yes. Yeah. So James Wan says, Hey, DC's dark, let's make Atlantean bright with colors. And then you get the DC version of it in Marvel. It's kind of it's kind of like a twisted irony. Because that the that's how that's how DC would have made Aquaman if they had a choice, like pre-discovery would have made Aquaman's world look as dark as that. I was just shocked to but see it how is, dark it was. It's dark underwater. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's that it's the dark and there's a lot of pressure. So it's like they're dealing with something that's a little more real than like Atlantis Atlantis is like shining and bright for no reason. You know, I, I really didn't take any sort of issue with uh, being dark under, you know, in Tolokan, because I feel like Ryan Coogler had the challenge of 
there's a well-established underwater ruler. He has a kingdom. We are going to be compared to Atlantis. So it's kind of like what Joe is saying in a way is like, we're just going to do everything opposite. Like everything that Atlantis was, it's bright. We're going to be dark. Um, you know, it's like, I felt like Ryan Coogler had to make some very important decisions, which is why he went with Tolakan instead of Atlantis. And which is why, in my opinion, it was really cool how he used actual Mayan and uh, South American mythology to create that. I like that part. I, in fact, yeah. I like that part a lot. The underwater creating uh, stronger beings, that didn't bother me that much just because Shuri had to wear a suit when she was underwater. Now, I, I was wondering where that suit came from because the first person wearing a suit just disappeared, right? Then the second person that was wearing the other suit got smashed up. So I guess we're to believe that some sort of way they ripped off that suit that was being worn by the first person and then they what just killed that person but if that person was connected to the to the ship and to all the transmission then how is it still working like was it a self-contained i mean just that stuff it just didn't make very much sense to me but you know overall i did like dolakan i did like the uh you know the i was going to say the atlanteans but the people of dolakan it's, it's really hard not to call them Atlanteans because it's just like it's what you know. But uh, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it was. I, I don't know, man. I I I I'm, I'm still beside myself with the fact that I was. I totally thought you guys were going to be totally on board with this. Um, I I went by myself. Um, I was supposed to go originally Saturday with some friends, and uh, so it's like I didn't have friend reactions with me, you know, to see how they felt about it. Uh, mm -hmm. And we didn't really get a chance to talk much about it, but I, I had a funeral to go to Saturday, so I had the bow out of that. And I just happened to have some time after work because my wife was out of town. And I'm like, Psh, I'm gonna go watch it by myself. I'm gonna go sit in the netbreaker seat up front because I don't care because it's a recliner. So I'm gonna lay back and I'm just gonna enjoy this movie. And the mm. crowd was, I mean, the, the theater was crowded. It was packed. Everybody seemed to, you know, was really uh, well received. Uh, it, you know, I, I just, I didn't really find a lot wrong with it. You know, it's it's just it was a way to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. You know, we we've got. I, I like the way the fact that they have they're going to have a new T'Challa who will eventually be the new Black Panther. You know, he's what ten years old by the time they would get around to another Black Panther movie. It could be eight years later. He'll be eighteen. You know, so he can be an adult. He could be the new Black Panther, and it can be T'Challa without having to recast Chadwick Boseman. You know, and and it's like, is he going to have to eat the fruit, or is he going to inherit the power? So. Namor inherited the power. That, that was an interesting take because all the other Black Panthers who had kids, they actually had to eat the heart-shaped herb in order to get the power. So it was interesting now, remember, that Namor was able didn't to... His, didn't his mom, his mom... Remember they forced his mom to drink the vibranium. So he did get it in his system when he was a baby inside her stomach. Remember? Oh, he did? Yeah, you remember when there was the scene where she's like, oh. they, they tricked her to drink in the vibranium? No, I don't remember that. Oh, wait, a uh, Black Panther? No, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Oh, in Wakanda Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was she already pregnant when she drank that? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. So then he ingested it through her. It's not like mm -hmm. like Black Panther's parents or dad, you know, drank it and then gave it and then passed it down through his genes. He ingested right. it at the same time. I got you. That makes a lot right. of sense. That cleared something okay. up for me. Now, here was my first immediate thought. Let me uh, grow, go true crime history on y'all. You're familiar <laughs> with the term drink the Kool-Aid, right? So basically, <laughs> yeah, there's sure. this priest called Jim Jones who says that there are people who are coming to invade his religious compound in Ghana. So he creates this compound, this drink, and he has all of his followers drink said drink, and they right. die. <laughs> right. Which is exactly what happened with the people of Tolakan. Yeah. How dumb is that? They literally <laughs> did a Jim Jones. Literally. Mm. God said, drink this drink, and we will be saved from our invaders. 
The only difference is they got superpowers mm-hmm. and the people of Ghana died. Yeah. Didn't the, but didn't that um the god tell them to do that too? Because I remember yeah. watching some videos and you know, well, no, the actual god. The actual god, dude, that's in Thor. Well, that they said that Thor, that god was in Thor. Who best? Both the, of them. Oh, okay. Both the, both of them. As second one. Or... Yeah, both of them. Because uh-huh. I, I saw a video. I don't know, YouTube. But okay, yeah. Dude. yeah no, I... So that was an actual god that said, hey, man, if you drink this, you're saved. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess to one's opinion, you know? But in uh, 616, <laughs> an actual god said, yo, my guy, if you drink that, you're going to live. Okay. Oh, my God. I really hope this. I really hope this doesn't open up the doors and the floodgates for new cults because we don't need that in this world anymore. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, it depends on one's view of what they think is real and who they right. actually think. Right, but but definitely it was a Jim Jones moment. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, here's another problem I have with that entire thing. And I thought immediately, and I was listening to another podcast, and they pointed out the same thing. Okay. I'm tired of hearing the word mutant. Like when Ms. Mm-hmm. Marvel just threw out there, like, oh, you're a mutant. Yeah. Okay. Here's my problem. If the explanation that they gave for how Namor became a mutant, makes him a mutant, then Blade is a mutant too. Because exactly the same thing True. happened. Right. I think what if what if they do make him a mutant? Um, I got two words for you. <laughs> <laughs> lazy writing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to be Generation X on us. Uh, yeah. Well, that's three words. That's three words. I got three words for ya. <laughs> that's what I say to say uh, phase four. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like their their explanation made absolutely no mm-hmm. sense because if you look at it that way, then Blade mutated in the womb prior to birth, but they right. never have ever considered Blade a mutant. No, I think they're just doing the cheap pops, you know, like in wrestler wrestling, and they're like, "Oh, I'm chilling in Houston," and then the crowd goes crazy. Ain't that right, Houston? Right. You know, because they throw mutants so casually. Right. We've been waiting right. for mutants so long. You don't have to tease us. Like if we were so hardcore that when we when you bought Fox, we knew the mutants are coming. So yeah. you don't have to do these little, hey, let me will you in. We're already in. One, because you're Marvel. <laughs> but you know, two, we know the mutants are coming. There's little, hey, let me just throw this word mutant to your point in the other pockets. You're tired of hearing it. You you rather see it. Don't imply it. Yeah. The way the way I understand mutants to be, you know, they're born with a mutation it's to me that makes the more not a mutant because he was it, it was it was something that was suggested it was something it's like why isn't the hulk a mutant you know he it's it's something that that was done to them you know like a mutation is yeah. like when you know something is evolving this is not an evolution this is something that that was done to him so i you know I've always known Namor as a mutant. As the more now, I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe he's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider him a mutant, you know. And then also, where where did the power come from? Where did where did these asteroids with with the uh, vibranium come from? And I, I saw something about this the other day that made me think. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's like you got deposits here, there, and wherever. But you know, you had a celestial. You got Eternals. You had mm-hmm. a celestial that was basically using the Earth as an egg. So when yeah. like a bird is born from an egg, there's usually the yolk and everything that'll eat off to sustain itself, right? So mm-hmm. the first process of that. So the vibranium they're saying is kind of like that yolk. It's something that was put on the earth for the celestial to digest in order to grow into a big, strong, healthy celestial. So now that there is no celestial to to ingest this, or and people find it earlier, like say the Wakandans or, or the Telecon. You know, they're finding it early. Right. So they're using this and it's imbibing them with the powers that the celestial would have. So if that's going to be the case, is this now going to be, is this going to be the source of the mutations? All this vibranium or whatever it was Mm -hmm. meant for the celestial, the celestial power. So then now Star Lord's a a mutant. The new Black Panther, you know, T'Challa, Santa T'Challa is going to be a mutant, you know. 
I don't know. What do you think? So, so people probably don't know what you're talking about, you know, Alfie, because you said uh, the Celestials. No one watched that garbage of Eternals movie. <laughs> but they watched Guardians of the um, Celestials for that. No, did, 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 bro, they didn't even say anything about that's actually from the comics, but it's, they didn't do that in the movies. But before we get fat checked, Namor, the reason why he was a mutant in the comics is because of the wings on the feet. That's what makes him a mutant. Right. Right. So he has wings on his feet now. That's what makes him a mutant, not the uh, vibranium. Vibranium probably gave him the strength and all that stuff, but the winged foot just gives him flight. That's a mutant. Oh, yeah. That could be his evolutionary. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he got the power and he got a mutation. So that, that makes sense. I like that. That's a good explanation, Joe. Yeah, and Huerta, he's a good Namor. So for me, it, I didn't mind, you know, the the how they create. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I was cool with them the way they did it. I, I, I don't care that they're aliens or not. I don't really care for Namor in the comics, right? Yeah. But what I was hoping for, and, and the biggest letdown for me is no Doctor Doom. So for me, that's a. I, I was really looking forward to that. I kind of was hoping I'd see something like that, and like your Mephisto, it just keeps disappearing. I got to tell you guys a quick story about a person who anti-spoiled me. This is the first time this has ever happened. So, like, two weeks before the movie comes out, I go to see, like, Godzilla on the big screen. It's like the 50th anniversary. And I oh, sit yeah, down next to this dude, and he goes, just out of the blue, I sit down, he goes, hey, man, <laughs> you seen Wakanda forever yet? And I said, <laughs> uh, no, it's not out yet. He's like, I saw it last week in Los Angeles. Mm, he saw the you want to know who's in it? He goes, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to give you no spoilers. And I was like, Nah, dude, it's cool, it's cool. I'm, I'm not trying to have any spoilers. And I go, <laughs> but I hear Doctor Doom's in it. He goes, Oh man, I'm not gonna say he is because I'm not trying to do any spoilers. So at this point, I'm thinking, Damn, <laughs> Doctor Doom's in this movie. So I yeah. walked around for two weeks. <laughs> holding that in, dude. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I sat through the whole movie. Yeah. Well, because remember, we were talking, and a lot of people were thinking those soldiers was from Doctor Doom. Yeah. And then it was the French. And then, and then when you and you, uh, you see the scene, and you're just like, yeah, Doctor Doom's not going to be in it. I'm not a Doctor Doom fan like you are, Joe, but Doctor Doom sets up so much. Mm-hmm. Within the, it, within, within the potential of MCU, you know, obviously the newest uh, iteration of Secret Wars has a lot to do with Doctor Doom. So I figured, like, this would be a good time to bring him in. Right. But I can wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be nice. I'm going to list off one of my complaints, gentlemen. This is the laziest of laziest of lazy writing. Like, I should have just jumped up and been like, lazy writing, <laughs> baby T'Challa. Not only is he a secret, so no one knows about him, but they, he's all recast. <laughs> I'm like, what, what? They just basically said, well, T'Challa's dead. We're not going to recast him. We're just going to mm. have this kid with the big smile come in and say <laughs> his name is T'Challa, T'Challa Jr. Yeah. But no. That was the laziest of lazy writers. <laughs> oh, they had a baby, and nobody knew about the baby. Okay, so you mean to tell me, like, T'Challa just decided, like, hey, rather than have my son learn how to be a king and learn how to rule and all this other stuff, I'm just going to have him grow up in Haiti with, like, no technology? No. No. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Now I'm thinking about this. It's funny because uh, <laughs> you you know, like Sherry's going through her damage, Dylan, and the mom still can't tell. You know what I mean? Like, I think her whole attitude would have been different if she would have known she had a nephew. Yeah. Which I have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with him saying, "Hey, this is his son." I get it's the safest way to recast somebody, right? He carries on. Laziest. It is, but that's why I said it's the easiest. So. I don't have an issue with that because the way I think is by if before Quantumania or maybe after they could tweak it however they want, are they going to do a time skip? And if they do a time skip, they can have an older Ch- a T'Challa, like a, um, 
teenager getting ready to hit 18 maybe you know you can still be like spider-man because spider-man was 16 swinging around that's t'challa's you can bring in storm and then we can have the t'challa and the storm because now you could do that you don't have to worry about um i'm so bad with names i can't His, his uh his mom so you don't have to you know you can fix that because now you have Storm and, you know, the X-Men in. So, you know, like, I was okay with that. If they do it the way I think they should do it. But, you know, they probably won't. I like that, Joe. I will co-sign that 100%. I'm down with that. <laughs> so let me tell you what Alfonso just heard. X-Men. <laughs> Followed by, yeah, Joe, I agree with what you just said. Because you said X-Men. I'm easy. I'm easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I mean, if I look at it from that aspect, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I don't have a complaint here, but I do have something that I noticed that really, you know, is like interesting to me. I want to know what you guys think about that. What about Umbaku being the voice of reason? What was that? I wish I had more lines from him. Oh, he's really good. He is. Yeah, he's really good. But it, to, to be the voice of reason all of a sudden when he's like originally, like, I'm taking over. Get out of the way, mine, mine. And now he's like, no, you know what? Maybe, maybe let's mm-hmm. let's do this diplomatically. And I'm like, yeah, who's this? But, <laughs> right? But, well, and that, but you know why it's believable? It's because they set that up in the first Black Panther. You know, when, oh, when yeah. T'Challa came and asked him for help. So that's when he started coming around and being more helpful, like that respect with the, uh, for T'Challa and his family. So... Yeah. That when he has those little lines like that, that's where his character is going to go, which I, I was cool with because I, I I just have an issue where they don't want big dudes like me being Black Panther, man. So, you know, <laughs> they, they want that little in shape, thin person, bro. Because I'm like, Mbaku could be Black Panther, man. And then you're going to do my boy dirty. Oh, let's just make it to where now there's a king and there's a Black Panther. The king doesn't have to be the Black Panther. And I'm just like, come on, man. Just give my boy Mbaku the the freaking uh the BP suit, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Big dudes can wear those too, man. <laughs> be a little tight, you know, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the few things that I did like mm-hmm. about the movie was I thought Mbaku did show a lot of development. Like to your point, he goes from being like this at first, he's fighting, and then slowly through the first one. He aligns himself with uh, T'Challa's family. And then in this one, the queen's chosen him to be the counselor for Shuri. That's super cool, you know? And then Mm -hmm. even though he did sound like a complete punk when he's like, his people do not call him whatever, whatever. They call him Kukla Khan, right? (laughs) It's like, come on, man. Come on. Just... Like what? Why do you have to be scared, bro? You know. But other than yeah. that, I was, I was kind of like, okay, so he's trying to, you know, he's, he's trying to save the people. You know, he's mm-hmm. looking at it from a perspective of of a leader instead of previously mm-hmm. he was yeah. just a warrior. Yeah. So I right. liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like well, that he, he got he, owned. <laughs> yeah, he got he took a blow to the chest, and he's like, oh, oh yeah. I know how strong this guy is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing about that, though, is it's kind of a setup anyway, because it's like we know that Namor is strong. And so he's basically about to punch a dude whose only armor is some wood, and he's (laughs) a straight-up normal dude. Mm -hmm. He was just set up to get knocked out. (laughs) Another thing is the the Mega Man suit, Riri. The reason why I I know they're trying to introduce her right into the you know the Marvel universe but i and you to use her to move the story along reminisce of the uh, dr strange 2 for me like with the man uh, chavez you're doing the same thing just to move the story along and then you know like now he loses oh i don't care we can let her live everything's all good she's gonna need me you know what i mean so i mean i kind of i thought that was like at the end where when he said that it was just for me it's it's too easy to just, oh, they're going to need me before I need her. But although I did enjoy Riri, she was kind of funny. The the girl that played yeah. Riri, she was kind of funny. But she didn't have to be in the in the movie at all. And I don't think the movie needed to be two and a half hours. <laughs> Dude, you 
guys are about to get me started on this one. There, <laughs> there was there was so much wrong with the Riri character. Hmm. The only reason that she was in the movie was to set up her her TV show that's coming out. Yeah, exactly. The, the only reason that they had Agent Ross was to set up Thunderbolts. Yeah, bootleg Amanda Waller. Right. And the only reason that Riri... Okay, remember when when they were running away from the CIA and the Tolakan comes out out of the water? Bro, if I know, like, if someone said, hey, if you go to Alfonso's house, he's going to be 10 times stronger, you know what I would do? I would stay the hell away from Alfonso's house, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I would go anywhere but Alfonso's house, okay? I'd be right. like, Alfonso, come over to Ontario. We'll fight there, right? But yeah, they're like, we need to escape. Let's go over this bridge, yeah. okay? And then when they fight the Tolakan, they're like, we need to trick them into coming and fighting us in the water. What? Your plan was to go to their strongest place possible and try to fight them. Yeah, you had two geniuses. Yeah. You had Riri Williams. I'm a genius. Oh, yeah. Smarter mm -hmm. than Iron Man. You had mm -hmm. Shuri. I'm a genius. Smarter than T'Challa. And their plan was to go to the one place where their, where their enemies were invincible. That was their plan. That's what they came up with. They sat down with a piece of paper and a pencil, and they wrote that down. Well, they're getting ready. It's kind of both. Well, they're just trying to show like how Shiri's so like upset, and she doesn't care who dies to try to get her revenge. I guess they were trying to tell you that that she'd go into some ocean and some enemy territory just to get her revenge, and then come out on top, being powerful. I guess, bro. If I went to you with a plan and I said, Joe, we're going to go steal all of Alfonso's comic books, but he's strongest in his house. We're going to his house. You'd be like, no, you're going to his house. I'm going to stay here. I don't know, dude. If you started going to his house, I'm going to go with you. You know what I mean? Bro, sure, offer you. Uh, hey, offer you what's going to roll up to this roll. You know what I mean? So it's like. Wouldn't you look at wouldn't you look at me, bro? Like, bro, that's a dumb plan. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Yet all these people just looked at, at Shuri and Riri and said, "Yeah, bet." Even Mbaku <laughs> looked at them and said, "Yeah, okay, yeah." We're already outnumbered. Now we're <laughs> going to meet them at their strongest point. Yeah, was he even a good counsel at that point? Like he should have said, no, no, no. <laughs> he should have said, in case you didn't remember, mm -hmm. his people call him Kuku God. <laughs> He's a god. <laughs> that means dude. That's so like funny, dude. <laughs> to your point, if it's a tribute movie, why even have Riri in there to says like you can't be a tribute if you're gonna you can't trick me. That's what I, that, that's why I told you in the beginning of this broadcast is like, if I took away the the T'Challa element without Chadwick, would I sit there and think this movie was garbage? Because because it's an emotional tribute, right? But at the same time, they're setting up two to three different things. Yeah, you yeah. throw you throw out the mutant again, you know, and you're. Setting up the thunder thunderbolts, and then you're talking about like, you know, you set up Ruby for her TV show. It's like, is it a tribute or is it not a tribute? It's not really a tribute. I think that's why it's two and a half hours, maybe. I don't know. It's a phase by setup. So much going on. Yeah, because yeah. they they, yeah. they just had to layer crap in because right. um, they could have taken out that whole Riri thing because America is or the world is still going after the vibranium. They didn't mm -hmm. have to have Riri in there, which means no. they could have taken out that Thunderbolt aspect too, because Agent Ross didn't have to be in there either. Yeah, because like if yeah, this is this is lazy. The more you think about it, if if they were coming, you didn't have to even have a, a, someone that created the thing to go out there, right? If Namor has been there for a long time, he already knows about Wakanda. He knows how to get in there, right? Obviously, it, all he needed was a reason. If he knew they were coming from the Barbarian because of them, that's his. 
gateway to say, well, let's go. I'm going to have a war with you. Because in the comics, they've been at war for years. So it doesn't take much for Namor to just say, you know what? I'm just going to kill these Wakandians. You know, like there's that much to push this Namor. And you're, you're, you're really teething the line because they, I think they did Namor so, it was so done him and his people. You're like, well, he's not a bad guy. Again, Marvel turns your villains into, hey, I guess I can see where they're coming from kind of thing, which that's what I like about King and Doom. They're just straight up villains, bro. They just want power. Same with Thanos. Even though like he wanted balance, that's for him, that's power. And he'll do whatever he takes. Now, okay. since Thanos, I mean, every villain is like, they're bad, but then they're not bad. That seems to be their new formula. Which I really don't care for. At this point, I feel like let's just go back to making villains villains. You know, like remember Red Skull? He just he just wanted some power, dude. He was just out yeah. there trying to yeah. Yeah. Would you like to know another uh, complaint I have? Yeah, yeah. Swing for the fences. <clears throat> okay. And now suddenly someone else has vibranium. What? Like it just for me, it was so out of left field that Tolakan has mm -hmm. vibranium. And here's the other thing. Somebody who, in my opinion, was Dr. Doom, that's my theory, which I'm gonna stick with, was so smart that they figured out there has to be be vibranium somewhere else, and it's probably in the ocean. But for because the thought is like, okay, nobody knew that vibranium was around before, but they did because Captain America's shield is made of vibranium, which means at least from the 1960s, they were aware that vibranium existed. So people already knew for years that there was like vibranium and what it was but like suddenly the like things have escalated and turned up and oh now it's in atlantis i don't buy, i'm sorry i don't, I don't buy that <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i mean why can't they just live under the city yeah they, i mean i guess they really wanted to create that culture you know aztec culture i think it was right yeah. i'm not gonna yeah i want to i want to say it's aztec um, but the only way to give them a reason to go in the water, I guess I could see that's probably why they need vibranium, you know, or you could just go with the, <laughs> now we sound like those dudes. If you read the comic, if you just did what the comics did, there's no, you know what I mean? But then again, you're back to the aliens, you know? Well, here's my thing. Okay. So the Tolokan have vibranium, but are they using it? I could never figure that out. Because they didn't have any technology because they were getting mm -hmm. around on whales. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. I'm like, he obviously sounds like he's been there longer than freaking the original ones from Wakandians. It sounds, it almost looks like he's been there for a long time. Yeah. So if he's underneath, you know what I mean? So I just don't understand like th those many years he's been under there, you can't, can't create something. So, like, all the Wakandians that come smart can create things. I, I don't know, dude. Well, because, you know, Wakandians, like, where Mbaku, it seems like they don't even use technology up there. You know, because they're living in the mountains and they still hunt and stuff like that. Where you go to the Wakandian nation, like, where the, the king sits, it's it's nice. You got spaceships, you got all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know why they couldn't do that in Tolokan. Yeah. Well, you know, the, right? the Tolokan... Oh, they, they had to have, their spears and stuff had to have been vibranium. You know, they were decorated, but they had to be vibranium because they wouldn't have been able to withstand the blows from the other vibranium spears. So they, you know, they had to have been. You know, they, they at least used those weapons for that. You know, they did decorate them with shark teeth and whatnot because, you know, it looks cool. And, and then another thing, so apparently now they're in the, they go in the water where they're the strongest and they start dying. <laughs> With the same weapons. I yeah. don't, don't understand. Yeah, that's... I didn't even think about that. And How then that there work? was a scene that someone else had to explain to me. When Namora... You know how there was that underwater sonic gun or whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she, swing, she swims up, and she's able to basically destroy it. Was it ever established in the movie that she was stronger than other members of the Tolokan? 
No, not really. In the in the comics, she was that's she was just as strong. But but to your point, no. Yeah, and here's another thing. If I have a weapon, okay, this gets back to my worst plan ever. If I have a weapon that I'm using to try to, in some way, harm people who are underwater, that live underwater, why would I position said weapon underwater? Where only the people who you're attacking <laughs> right. can see it, and there's nobody there to defend it. And that's not smart. <laughs> and this plan was devised but, by two of the smartest people in the world. But if it was above the water, wouldn't it affect everybody else as well? I mean, it was just vibration, wasn't it? At least you would figure, let's have somebody guard it. If if it can only work underwater, and it's your prime, it's your primary weapon. Guard right. it. Right, right. Put some lasers around it or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, because Wakanda has all this technology, but they have no technology to defend their primary weapon. Well, mm -hmm. you, you always got to go back to the exhaust port. There's always going to be an exhaust port because... <laughs> <laughs> always. That's what they learn from Star Wars. Here's another thing, okay? Here's, here's another gripe, if you will. Just griping. <laughs> this movie should be called Wakanda Gripe Forever. Okay. <laughs> I get that they're trying to show us the strength of the Tolokan. But it seemed like the warriors of Wakanda were completely ineffectual in comparison. Now, I get that the Tolokan were stronger. However, the Wakandans had frequently fought people who were stronger. I mean, dude, they fought the Tachari, mm -hmm. right? These mm -hmm. huge monsters, and they yeah. were doing some damage. But for some reason, when they fought the Tolokan, their fighting style was very basic. Like, mm -hmm. when the Tolokan came to Wakanda, I was like, really? You're just going to walk in my house and kick my butt? And my greatest warriors are just going to be ineffective? <laughs> they're, just, they're just trying to show you how much more powerful they are. How much of a threat it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. You can be strong, but, you know, it, it's like, I don't even know this comparison or this analogy, but if, if you're, if you're training underwater, mm -hmm. you're fighting to train underwater. When you fight above water, it's going to change the way that you fight. Yes, you might be stronger, but you're probably right. going to overextend because you're used to fighting with that resistance and to Alfonso's point, that additional gravity. But mm -hmm. the Tolokan were just like, oh, we're just handling all these Wakandans, all the Dora Milaje. Right. Yeah. Another, another thing, dude. He, it seemed like he had less of an army when he went into Wakanda and dismantled everything and says, you got 11 days. Was it 11 or 10 days? <laughs> with his water balloons. Uh, <laughs> Maybe eleven days. I can't remember. He said he got a certain amount of days, but he kicked his butt. They kicked everyone's butt. To your point, and then the second battle, they go fight you on your home trip in the water, and I'm to believe they're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah, the, the the way they set up Namor and he came to Wakanda, I didn't have any doubt that he wasn't gonna kick all their butts. Because yeah, he just right. you're just like, man, this is believable. They're not in the water, but hey, you got to jump on them. I didn't yeah. get that when Wakanda said, let's go to the water. And then I, to me, I'm like, no, nah, a bunch of brothers and sisters in their water. Hey, you know, we ain't swimming. So yeah, like, swimming. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, bro, like, yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> I, you know, I don't believe that, dude. I have a hard time thinking, oh, yeah, you know, hey. Yeah, anyway, let, me, let, me go, let me come back at you guys with something that I did like. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, when, we were, when we watched Black Adam, we all talked about Black Adam. And I, I, my complaint was that Black Adam wasn't pompous and arrogant like Black Adam was. The more was pompous and arrogant in this movie. And he he played that really well to a T. So, and I love the the thing where he would always, you know, he'd make a little threat and then he, you know, mm -hmm. and, he, and then they would say something like, or like when he threatened uh, Sherry and she's like, well, what if we, you know, what if we just destroyed the world or what if we tell the world about you? Well, then I pray for you. Because <laughs> he's like, because yeah. you're going to get stopped. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was badass. That was perfect. Like everything mm -hmm. about Joe, what's the actor's name again? Huata. 
Huerta. He nailed it. He killed yeah. it. The writing for him mm-hmm. was amazing yeah. because he was just like, he was so confident. He was just like, yeah, go ahead. Just do I don't care. Do it. Because <laughs> he just knew he would mess you up. And yeah, right. he did. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I cannot yeah. complain at all about his character, his acting. Yeah. He was so tough. You're like, man, I don't see them beating him. And, you know, then they did the, uh, the little hot box, you know, I guess that's, I mean, that's one way to beat him. But for me, even though that was a very thought out plan, <laughs> just kidding. There's no thought out plan, <laughs> but their solution was to get him so hot. He gets dehydrated and passes out, I guess. That's the only way you can stop it. But even then I was just thinking in my head, man, I can't believe she beat him. I mean, even though like the, she used the heat to slow him down, but in the back of my mind, I st- it's, for me, the journey for her to take the mantle and it just wasn't believable for me. I guess that's the hard part I have struggling with it. And I like Sherry. I liked her in the first one, but it just, it wasn't, it almost feels like you forced Sherry to be Black Panther for me, you know, which she does become in the comics. She doesn't have no issues with, but I just felt like it was rushed, you know, like everything just seemed rushed to me. Like I get it. It's two and a half hour movie and it is long, but it just seems like it's, you know, I think if they did like a Disney Plus with so much, you know, like you have six or eight episodes, you have no time for the fluff. You just get in there to try to do the development. And for me, I, you can't trick me with the I'm sad and my family is dead. I'm going to be bad. Now I'm good again. Kind of. I mean, it's in the movies a lot. But for me, it wasn't as believable. You know, her suffering wasn't as believable as Tom Holland's for me, just for me. I was just going to say, you know, the, the whole thing with drying them out. I mean, that's. That's been that's classic, you know, anti-Namor uh, weaponry right there. You know, they did it in the mm-hmm. comics, they did it in yeah. cartoons. I've seen it like in the early the early sixties cartoons, where like mm-hmm. everything barely moved. They did it in the newer stuff, so I, I did appreciate that because that was a really good callback to you know how to weaken them so that they could fight them. Right. Okay, I'll jump on that one first, Alfonso, because <laughs> here was the stupid in that plan. Okay, so. <laughs> Namor has a vibranium spear, and he's super strong. And they did no attempt to put reinforcements in that ship so he couldn't take said vibranium spear and just cut open the ship. So once again, genius number one (laughs) and genius number two, they got out this piece of paper, and they're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're gonna dry them out. We're going to put them in this box. Did we reinforce the box? Nah. And then when he's in said box, and he starts ripping apart the, the, the ship, they're just looking at him. You have seconds <laughs> to react, and they're like, dang, this is a problem. But they just watch him do it. And I'm like, your plan's falling apart. You're mm-hmm. supposed to be these geniuses. And most shows that aren't good or barely poorly written, movies, whatever, require characters that are supposed to be intelligent to act very stupidly. And at that moment, yeah. that was a stupid moment where they sat there, they stood there, and they watched him tear apart that shit. That was really dumb. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that. That's something else. Now, mm-hmm. here's another thing that Joe brought up. You want to hear about the laziest horse <laughs> funeral in movie history? Mm-hmm. They did the queen dirty. Her death was so yeah. out of place that did they spend more than a minute giving her a funeral? They were just like, no, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. We're just uh, we're just okay. We. Queen, there's five of us. Uh, got the ship, <laughs> and uh, up she mm-hmm. goes in space. Moving on, yeah. Her death was so out of place that they mm-hmm. spent like a good 15 minutes memorializing T'Challa and Chadwick Boseman. And because they knew that this other death was like just it didn't fit, that they made it inconsequential by how quickly they had to go mm-hmm. through the funeral. But you know, th- th- the reason why they did that is why. The last minute in the time that they did, oh, we're taking away from actually T'Challa's death. Let's make it pretty quick. 
or or oh. they've already gone over all the minutia of the funeral so like we mm-hmm. already understand what happens they don't need to show it again <laughs> because it didn't need to happen yeah. because it would have been repetitive but oh my gosh guess yeah. what mm-hmm. it was repetitive because it didn't need to happen mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then like you know, maybe I'm just tripping because, you know, like I did watch it at like eight o'clock, you know, after work and I might have been tired. But when she was helping Riri up there, I'm like, then the next thing she died. I'm like, wait, she was already close to the top. I don't understand. Like what she, at the last second she just said F it. And, you know, I'm just going to sink down. Like, well, no, she because she made it out of there. It looked like they just rolled her over. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So like, she makes it to the top only to die. I was like, how's she dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, you know, they're like, oh, let's use these beads to resusc- resuscitate her. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the queen, she's dead. All yeah. this technology. And I get that they had just been smashed up. But, like, it just felt like, yeah, Joe, I was like, oh, she's still going to be alive. Yeah. But then she was. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And you know, Neymar is is so dope. He he already looked like a tough villain. That like you didn't have to kill the queen and make him more of a villain. He was, you know, you know, the good. I'm taking care of my people. Villainy. I mean, I'm okay with that sometimes, and that worked with him. I thought that you didn't have to kill the queen to put him over the top. He was already there because Huerta is such a good actor and portrayed Neymar so very well that it's very believable. Hey, I had a question for you guys. Either of you have wings? I mean, I know I don't, but why is it that when she ripped his wings off, I could feel that? <laughs> could you, I mean, that was tough. I was like, oh! <laughs> and another thing, did he grow it back? Or in the next movie, we're going to see three wings? Or did <laughs> they rip it off and he sewed it back on? Or does it grow back? I would think it would. Or maybe uh, Apocalypse finds them to give him some metal wings. <laughs> and then you know what, too? Like, I, I was kind of thinking, like, so T'Challa already had, you know, the flower in him, right? So, like, okay. Riri, or we are not Riri, but um, sure. Shiri's sure. trying to create this the, the same serum so to save his brother's life, but he already has it in his system. Or was she trying to create something different? Wow. That's a good question. Yeah, it was they were acting as if he didn't have it. Huh. Interesante. <laughs> yeah, Joe just, just shocked the world with that question. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, he already had the heart shaped herb in him. He needed more. I don't know. But here's another complaint for you, gentlemen, since Joe brought it up. It makes perfect sense that Shuri would use technology in order to find a way to save her people, but bring back the Black Panther, if you want to call it that. But I'm the more. And my mom, my dead mom gave me this bracelet (laughs) 500 (laughs) years ago. Yeah. And I'm going to give it to some young lady that I just met yesterday. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, gentlemen, but my mom would just find a way to smack the crap out of me. Okay. From beyond the grave. If I were to do that crap. Okay. And, And it just, it was something that they used to move the plot along, but it was very, very, very lazy writing that yeah. he happened to give her the exact thing that she needed in order to create a fake version of the heart-shaped herb. Now, the only reason that that would have made sense is if he knew that they did that Wakanda didn't have any more of the heart-shaped herb, and she was trying to create uh, another one through technology. But the only way he would know that is if he had spies in Wakanda. You know, and ultimately the thing that he wants is he wants Wakanda to side with him against the colonizers. 
so why why not give them more power right how does he know they don't have it well i mean like you said maybe spies i I don't know if for some reason he knew that they didn't have it he supplied it to them in one way or another i mean yeah it's weird that he would give that gift to her but again she is a royal dignitary and it's you know it's respectful to give them a gift something that you know means something so maybe he was thinking in a royal way but i don't know (laughs) clamshell (laughs) <laughs> what are those little mermaid, uh, or the pearl right <laughs> the pearl of ten pearl it is the pearl, a pearl of wisdom of the, the pearl of the tolecon hey, you know one thing one thing uh i'm not thinking off subject but i i didn't i was curious to see how you guys thought about uh killmonger you know we we didn't talk about that at all where she went into the ancestral plane and she ran into killmonger rather than any other you know ancestor i'll jump in joe and and feel free to just uh take this from here that was <laughs> probably one of the best things in the movie because it did show that conflict but it happened yeah. so late into the movie mm-hmm. that it could have driven the entire story mm-hmm. if it would have happened sooner Right. But because right. it happened so late, I feel like that happened. And then there was like 30 minutes left, 30 minutes of like a two hour and 45 mm-hmm. minute movie. And I had already had a couple of bottles of water. So I felt like it was really good. I felt like Killmonger killed it, but it just happened too late. It lacked mm-hmm. impact. Yeah, that would have yeah. worked better up front. And they just rushed it. Here. I would have been cool. Because, like in Marvel fashion, you never, they just validated that he's dead. But with Marvel, if we see, you don't see them die, they don't die. So you had an opportunity to bring back Killmonger. I would have been okay with it. I don't even think people would be upset with that. But again, to, you know, the directors, I think this whole movie was just him, you know, closing his relationship and a tribute to his friend. I, I mean, I see that. But, yeah, for me, it's <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like you, it was a good scene, and Killmonger could have totally just been the Black Panther, like you know, and Shiri could have been the princess, you know, with the queen. I don't know. There's you know different way. You still could have had Killmonger be Black Panther and still honor T'Challa. And I think yeah. T'Challa, you know, like I think Chadwick would be fine with you know if they did like you know you don't have to recast a Black Panther. That's a new Black Panther. Yeah. Well, I mean, T'Challa was trying to redeem him the whole time anyway, right? Yeah, that could be his so redemption. Near, yeah, near-death experience, you know, that's, it's, yeah. it's, you know, rebirth like a phoenix. Yeah, he find out, you know, like his, you know, his cousin dies and that's his, you know, his art. And you can still honor, you know, Chadwick as well as you, you still have a Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I think Killmonger, you know, he probably would. It would have been a good fight to see Killmonger against freaking Namor. Oh yeah, that 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 would have been a good fight scene for me. And before anyone says anything, I have no issues with women being Black Panther. Shiri's great. I just think they did Shiri a disjustice for me because there was so much. I felt her character development. I know where they're trying to go with it for her to be strictly technology, and by the end of the movie, she's more spiritual. I get that, but it just felt rushed for me. I agree, but I do have another thing. Oh, bring it, bring it. I okay. Uh, let's say the general or the leader of the Dormelage. Mm-hmm. I feel like she made a lot of dumb decision. Well, she made a big, a big dumb decision. You know, I feel like Riri wouldn't have gone with her back to Wakanda, but. I feel like they needed to establish that relationship very quickly between Riri and Shuri. But I thought that taking Shuri on a secret mission mm-hmm. was just a dumb decision. Yeah. And, and that was more lazy writing because they had mm-hmm. to do that in order to set up the conflict with her and the queen. By the way, basically that entire conflict got a race within like, 24 or 48 hours when the queen died. So it's like, this is what we did. We created this big conflict only to erase it later. But I just thought that her character just wasn't 
portrayed or treated very well because she's probably my favorite character. And I just felt like she would have been smarter. I thought she would have fought better. I thought that the uh, Blue Angel suit was looked kind of dumb. Um, and I feel like if you're this amazing fighter, you don't need this dumb suit. I get it. It makes him stronger and able to fight, you know, more powerful characters and stuff like that. But my thing is like, okay, you need to still look like the Dora Milaje, still fight like the Dora Milaje, and wear this suit. Because by using the suit as the weapon, it takes away from the strength of these incredible warriors. Right. Yeah. And, and, and to your point, she makes her feel... See, it was a bad plan, but the, but the queen makes her feel so guilty. Like She turned her husband in because she believed in Wakanda. And she made a mistake, and you're just like, you're done. It's a wrap. Get out of here. And you're like... <laughs> Really? Like, how does that fit anything? Because she's such a badass. You know, yeah. you know, she's she's such a badass. Yeah. And I didn't think she, I thought she was getting the 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 te, the second time she yeah, I don't remember the name of the uh, his, his second in command, the guy with the dope hat. The uh Dolikon with a dope hat. He was like the only one that had a dope hat oh, that he was wearing. A tumor. A tumor, yeah. Like yeah. the first time he destroyed her. And then I was like, all right. The second time they fought, I'm like, I wanted some type of like, she's such a badass. I don't think she should have lost the first time. But the second time, yeah. like, I don't know, like, maybe giving her an excuse. She was so sad because Sichala's not here and she was trying to get, you know, her way back into graces. And that's, and she's going to remember who she is kind of moment. And then, you know, beat up this dude. But I don't think it happened the way I, I, I swear our mind is our own worst enemy. Because we'll sit there and think of <laughs> ways, you know, they could have done stuff. And, you know, obviously our way is not good because, you know, we'd be making movies. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of complaints, gentlemen, about this movie. But, you know, Alfonso, I appreciate that you like the movie. Yeah. And I just had way too many problems with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't wait to watch uh -huh. it again because, you know, I'm curious. I always like to yeah. see it in a different light. Have you – so each of us only watched it one time or have you only yeah. watched it twice? Not only. Yeah. Not. I kind of want to watch it again just to see if if I have different um, opinions about the movie. It'll be less emotional. Like the first time, like, all of us was emotional trying to watch it, you know. And I want to know, like, at the second time if, I'm, if it's going to hit me the same way or – Will I just accept it for what it is? You know, it's interesting because I feel like when I see other people's reviews and they like the movie, everything they say makes me like the movie less because I keep mm -hmm. hearing people say it's a beautiful tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Right. But it's not mm -hmm. because, you know, we talked, at, we talked about how, like, it's a setup for phase five, mm -hmm. how... They killed the queen, which detracts from T'Challa's death. You know, it's it basically it's like the same thing happens twice. Uh, you know, right. the new T'Challa. You know, it's like everything about this movie. As much as people say, like, oh, it's such a beautiful tribute to Chadwick Boseman. No, it's not. It's it's simply a way that they can move along the franchise and move along the MCU to Phase Five. Mm -hmm. the, the first part was a beautiful. <laughs> a tribute <laughs> so the, the very yeah. first part so then after that yeah then it it became something else but it, it had to it, it couldn't have been the whole movie just mourning you know t'challa it, it couldn't but you're right but what joe keeps saying and he's absolutely correct they tried to do too much and they made a yeah. big bloated movie they put thunderbolts in there they put riri in there uh you know we we they put in some vibranium plot line. They just tried to put too much into this movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. If you if you if you take the element of Tajala out of there, are you good if would you revere it any differently? That's what I always ask someone who were like, oh I love the movie. I don't know what you're talking about, Joe. And then I'm like, take out that whole tribute element. What would you feel? Like is you know, are you happy with what the movie is? X-Men Alfonso Flores can you give us your final thoughts on the Wakanda Forever? 
Most certainly. Most certainly. <laughs> well, Condor War Forever was a, it was a visual tribute to Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> <laughs> For about, you know, 15 minutes or so. Then it moved on. And I thought it was a pretty decent story. I, I really enjoyed the Talakan, uh Khan. <laughs> I am definitely okay with the fact that Namor is no longer Namor. I am totally fine with that. I think they did that really well. And I love the fact that he was just a pompous, arrogant ruler the way he is in the comics. So this concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Booyah!